Welcome back to Be Great With Nate, the podcast that trains you to master your mind, body, and emotions to help you take complete control of your life. I'm your host, your coach, Nate Ortiz. I'm enthusiastic about teaching you how to manage your health and mindset while you pursue your goals in life. My goal is to clear your confusion regarding the body, mind, and life itself. If you want to learn how to become the best version of yourself, then you're going to want to stick around. Welcome back. I'm so excited for today's podcast. My goal with this podcast today and every podcast that I bring is to try to bring you or solve problems that I see every day, every single day working with clients and, you know, every day with myself. So in today's podcast, we're going to be talking about how stress creates issues with your thyroid and adrenals. Okay. So I'm going to be bringing you basically through the connection between thyroid and adrenal issues. So usually when I get a client that has hypothyroidism or Graves disease or Hashimoto's, things like that, um, they get very overwhelmed or I think they get a little confused and uh, it's not them themselves. It's respectfully the information that they uh, receive. So in this podcast, I'm going to be bringing you a lot of uh, research with it. I'm going to refer you to Google some things. And when I say Google it, it's going to be scientific things for you to Google, but simple things you can Google from, uh, for uh, based on the scientific background. So you can see the connection as well. And I will also have YouTube videos on this and you know, within the next like seven days, I'll try to do a presentation on it. I've been doing a lot of presentations on TikTok. So, um, making this connection. So if you're not following me on TikTok, be great with Nate, you probably should. Um, if you ever just want to watch me live and if you're on my email list, you'll know the schedule or when I'm, whenever I go live and what I'm going to be talking about. So, okay. So I'm super excited to, to get started with this podcast before I do, I'm probably sure it's not going to be available as much, but I also have some pretty cool news. I'm going back to New York city, New Jersey area, specifically Jersey city, my hometown, at the end of this month, and I'm doing a two-day workshop from everything that you hear me talk about, I'm combining it and putting it into a workshop. But usually when I work with clients one-on-one, I take them through a program. I'm going to take the, the workshop through a program. I'm only accepting 12 people. I think we have two seats left. So I'll leave the link below. Hopefully there's a seat or two available for you. But if it says sold out, I'm sorry. Um, I'm going to have more coming up in the future. I don't know exactly when, but just want to say that on my podcast. I thought it was only fair. Okay. So if you're someone that's struggling with uh, hyper or hypothyroidism or any type of thyroid problems, if you're someone that you suspect yourself to have some things like adrenal fatigue, issues with your adrenal, um, just struggling with fatigue all day, being tired, um, usually what you hear is I never had these problems in my teens or twenties. I'm starting to get more like this in my late twenties, thirties and forties, um, weight gain coming with it, digestive issues, um, becoming an issue. They're all connected. Um, like gut health. Um, let me see if I'm missing anything. Uh, so we have fatigue, oh, low sex drive and infertility, huge ones for us, huge. And I have my notes here. I wrote out with, a, with my nice little piece of paper and pen. And my goal is to try to bring you through the connections between all these. So all stress, let me just tell you one thing, all stress, if it's mental, physical, 
if it comes from dysbiosis, which is gut health, toxins, environmental stress, they all go into the same bucket. Most people, for some reason, we, we as humans, we can have a perspective or belief that we think that all stress, you know, my mental stress stays in my mind, my gut stress stays in my belly, my environmental stress stays on my skin. No, the truth of the matter is they all pour into the nervous system. And think about the nervous system being a bucket. And the more mental stress you have, the more if it's all traumatic stress from trauma, the more stress that you have, the more likely you are to overfill that bucket. And when you overfill that bucket and it overspills, then we start having issues with the four layers of strength is what I call it. You have the muscle, the nerve, organ and gland, and then emotion, energy, emotion. So you'll have problems with all four. Okay. And remember each part of your body connects to something deeper. For an example, if you have gut issues, your digestive issues will communicate with the nerves around your intestines that also connect to what? Your core muscles, your transverse abdominis, your internal obliques, your lower abdominis, which then will create inflammation. But the inflammation signal to a muscle comes off as pain to a muscle, not inflammation. Inflammation is all the language to organs and glands, not the muscle. The muscle goes, oh, we're in pain. So it turns off. It doesn't work. And when it turns off and doesn't work, now you got a little, you're bloated. That's what creates bloating. Okay. So these things go deeper than what they, what we know it as. Okay. So all stress right? Goes into the same bucket. Now, when we become stressed, we communicate with something called the HPA axis. Okay. The HPA axis is, it stands for hypothalamus, pituitary, adrenal. Okay. Basically we communicate the, the, the brain communicates that we're in stress and then it stimulates the adrenals to release cortisol and adrenaline. I'm going to try to keep it as simple as I can. Okay. Cortisol is your stress hormone. All right. And then adrenaline is what gets you up and going, right? Adrenaline is like, we got to go. You can feel this in a positive way. And this could be this. We need cortisol and adrenaline. Okay. We can feel this after drinking a nice cup of coffee. We're communicating with the same system. But what happened, you, you ever have a cup of coffee one day and you notice like, wow, this coffee is either, this coffee is really strong or my body, when you probably never made this connection, the more stressed you are and the more caffeine you drink, the more you'll feel overwhelmed, you're overstimulated, just overwhelmed from the caffeine because you're now you may have been, you're, you know, you may just be overflowing your bucket now because coffee is stressful. Cortisol is needed in many different ways, but a lot of us benefit of cortisol. I love my coffee in the morning because cortisol could get the brain to focus on one thing. Okay. Again, like I have an attention disorder brain. So coffee helps my brain go from everywhere to straight down. But teas, flour, the, these things expand your brain to think, you know, just take a bunch of ideas and just expand them while coffee 
and cigarettes. I don't promote cigarettes. I don't smoke them. But what I learned is that cigarettes can get the brain to get everything linear or your ideas linear. So especially if you want to type or write something up or if you want to, you, if you have one thing that you have on your mind that you need to get done, these things can be a huge assistance for you. But what happens is when someone, remember I told you when someone is over firing their, their stress levels, now you're going to create, you can create deeper issues. So here's how you can overwhelm the HPA access too much, too much, too much, too much. From what, Nate? Mental stress, work stress, traumatic stress, dysbiosis is a huge one, right? For gut health, that means more bad bugs than good bugs. So these things can show up as IBS, IBD, leaky gut, candina. All these things are dysbiosis, more bad bugs than good bugs, okay? So what happens is, all this stress over, 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 and over again for a long period of time also communicate with something called the HPT axis, which is the HPT is the, is the thyroid. Okay. It's the hypothalamus, pituitary and thyroid. Here's what happens. If you Google HPT and HPA connection, or really Google HPA access connection to the HPT. You'll see photos that show the more stressed someone is, the more that cortisol is going to create issues when in, um, in, it's going to inhibit T4 to T3. And it's also going to create issues with the thyroid stimulating hormone. All right. Your TAs, I mean, your TSH. Why is that a problem? Because the more cortisol you produce, the more problems you're going to create with your thyroid. So when I tell most of my clients, we're like, oh, I have thyroid issues, I have this, I have that. I'm like, okay, did you look at your stress levels? Did you control your stress levels? Oh, no, it has nothing to do with that. I'm like, I'm sorry to tell you, but there's a huge connection between your stress, specifically your cortisol and thyroid issues. Here, come to my whiteboard. I can show you. Okay. So when the HPA access, we start to produce the cortisol, the adrenaline, and then glucocorticoids, which are basically steroid hormones, which then tell the liver to produce sugar. Why? Because the body per perceives that it's in fight or flight, right? Cortisol connects to the sympathetic nervous system. When cortisol turns on, adrenaline turns on, your sympathetic nervous system turns on, your fight or flight, which dries your mouth out, dries your skin out, Shuts off your digestion. Mm, you're starting to see where we're going here. When this turns off your digestion, now what it needs is it needs rapid glucose available because it's going to, glucose is being used for energy so you can run as fast as you can, so you can fight or flight as fast as you can. So it communicates with the liver to produce its own blood sugar which then spikes your blood sugar and then you get through. Ah. And then when you're done, now blood sugar is going to be dropping. You're going to be looking for snacks, a quick pick me up. You're going to get tired. You're going to look for caffeine and we're going to get into that. Okay. So the first step that I want you all to do, if you are ha having a hard time following this information, 
go and look up the HPA access connection to the HPT. Okay. Now, why is this a problem for the adrenals itself? Because the more you stimulate or the more you create stress, the more you're going to stress out your adrenals. Okay. So right there, that's the connection between the, um, the, uh, thyroid and adrenals right there. So usually what I find is it would start, it can start off with the thought of the adrenals. It usually starts off with the adrenals first because that's the communication through the endocrine system first before it actually starts creating issues with the thyroid. Okay. So there's other things that create thyroid issues. All right. So I'm not here claiming this is the only way, but I'm talking about if you are feeling lost and you tried everything, you need to take these, uh, this podcast and listen to it so you can understand why. Okay. So here's what happens. The more stress that you're under, the need for cortisol increases. Okay. So this creates something called the cortisol steal or progesterone steal. You can look that up. Progesterone steal. The progesterone steal basically does this. B5 and cholesterol are usually used to feed DHEA, testosterone, and estrogen in our bodies, our sex hormones. Okay. The more stressed you are, the more that the body goes, hey, I'm sorry. I need to take that B5 and that cholesterol, and I need to shoot it over to progesterone. Progesterone is going to steal it for me, and it's going to feed cortisol. So what happens is it's called, you can, you, you can, sometimes it could be referred to as the cortisol steal, but what we learn in school is called the progesterone steal. So if you look up progesterone steal, now what happens is your nutrition is being used specifically B5, cholesterol, and there's like two other um, nutrients, but I know that those are the main ones that we learned. Those are being used to feed cortisol. So now you're going to have issues with estrogen, testosterone, progesterone, specifically in women, there's going to be a huge imbalance for you. So now we have periods that are going to be irregular, painful, and then infertility in both men and women are going to be pretty high. Men, you're going to have low sex drives. Women can have that as well. Why is that? Because the body perceives, since cortisol is your stress hormone, the body perceives that the environment is not safe. Why would the body think that? Because the body's nervous system being in fight or flight to that extent believes that it's not a safe environment to have a child. So, because your, 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 your body is reacting as if you're in a very unsafe environment. So that's the same reason why the more stressed a person is, the more likely they don't have a sex drive or can't get aroused. You're trying to force your body through your mind to want to produce or reproduce, but your body and nervous system is under tremendous amount of stress. Okay. So I've, um, if you haven't listened to it yet, I had Christine as one of my clients, she came on my podcast. She had, um, Lyme disease. And the last time she had her period was when she was 14 years old. And we cleaned up her, we cleaned up her diet, her gut health, her stress, 
her sleep and she had her first period at 30 years old since she was 14. That podcast is available on here. It's um, with Christine. I did it like a month or two ago. Okay, so when this happens, when this cycle continues to happen, this leaves you tired, hungry, stressed, gives you digestive issues. Let me just give you a quick, a quick reason why that creates digestive issues. Stress turns off digestion. When digestion is turned off, specifically your digestive juices, you throw food in there, it's not being digested. So now becomes fermented through bacteria, which then could create a whole bunch of issues like SIBO, leaky gut, fungal infections, etc. Constipation, alternating between hard and soft stool. Um, so this also creates low sex drive. <clears throat> Excuse me. Uh, low sex drive, posture issues, breathing disorders, stressed about money, work, tribe at home. Why is that? I'm going to make a whole podcast on this, but what happens is the more stress that your body's under, the more it communicates with something called the reptilian brain. You can learn about this. I know it sounds funny. Every time I use the word the reptilian brain, people go, oh my God, reptilian. Yeah, I'm a reptilian now. No, it's called the reptilian brain. It's the deepest or the lowest level of the brain that goes has the best communication between the nervous system. So the reptilian brain cares about safety, security, and procreation. So what happens is when a person's under a lot of stress, they can think about working or how to make money or stress about finances. Sometimes most of these people are not good with finances. They don't like to look at their bank account. The people I work with, you can get two extremes. You get someone who overworks so much as if they have no money, but they're pretty well off. Or you could get someone who's overworking because they overspend. And they're just not good with money. Either way, the person is going to be driven and stressed about money, work, tribe, meaning family and friends, and home. And then when those all are met, then they're going to, they're going to have substance. So they can, they're emotional eaters. And then some type of imbalance with their sex, their sex life. I will make a podcast on that. So I don't want to get too deep and get off track. So here's what to do. <clears throat> We're going to keep it. I'm going to keep it super simple for you. Okay. We got to control your stress and we're going to control your stress with these next couple steps. I make these podcasts for you at five or six in the morning. So sometimes I need a little coffee. You know what I'm saying? That little coffee. All right. We need. The main reason why I see stress in a lot of people, one of the main drivers is having issues with your blood sugar. Yeah, you having issues with your blood sugar. So if we do a triangle and draw out a triangle, on the top of the triangle, we have adrenaline. On the bottom right, we have cortisol. On the bottom left, we have insulin. When one of these are influenced, they influence the next one. So insulin influences adrenaline. Adrenaline influences cortisol. Cortisol influences insulin. So one of the main reasons why I see people have this triangle out of balance and overstimulated is because of the insulin. I see people's blood sugar be all over the place. Okay. So that's one of the main things we're going to do. So first thing I want you to do is create, control your blood sugar. The more you control, cause look, let's be real. 
Some things with stress with life, work, we can't control everything. But the more we can control your internal stress, the more we can take on that out the external stress. That's what I tell my clients all the time. Let's do one thing at a time. Let's try to take care of what we have control over. And you have control of your blood sugar. So the first thing we do is if you have a cup of coffee in the morning, remember when I told you, make sure you have your coffee with a good amount of fat. Why? Fat ties up with caffeine and slows down the digestion of caffeine. Why is that important? Instead of black coffee or coffee with a little bit of cream or milk, half and half is also known to work if you can digest dairy. I don't know a lot of people who can digest and assimilate dairy very well. But if you can, then you can go with that route too. But like anything that has too much protein and sugar with caffeine, that stimulates insulin pretty high as well. Um, Because remember, lean protein can spike insulin. Sugar, uh, which is glucose and fructose, sucrose, uh, processed sugars, half glucose, half fructose, that stimulates insulin as well. If we can get something with some healthy fats in it, the one that I like, the product that I like the most, and they do not pay your boy, they owe me a check. Joking, but when I say they owe me a check, because I probably I referred to that and like 10 other things out for like the last two years, Laird Hamilton Creamer unsweetened take three two to three tablespoons or teaspoons i weigh mine so i take three servings i put it in my coffee in the morning i'm drinking it now it's very smooth instead of sugar go to whole foods or go to trader joe's and get the organic stevia dab some of that in there it's not the same stevia you had in in in, um starbucks or splenda no it's not it's none of those this organic stevia I use with all my clients. Dab a little bit of that in there until you like it, how it tastes. I like mine a little sweet. I ain't going to lie to you. And then have that with your coffee. And when you have your coffee, try to get your hands on organic coffee. If you learn about coffee beans, they're one of the most toxic things that we can put in our body. There's so much rules and regulations that are on, on coffee or coffee beans due to the amount of uh, toxins that they can hold in America. So that's why most of it is going to be grown elsewhere, like South America, illegally shipped in here. I mean, not illegally shipped in here, but uh, since we can't spray it with certain chemicals, some companies will grow it outside the country and, and still be able to do it the way they want to do it with the pesticides, the herbicides, the fungicides, the rodenticides. And then they're allowed to ship it in and sell it to us. So what we learn is with fungal infections, when people struggle with a fungal infection, which most of you have a fungal infection, respectfully, I have one, 90% of the population has one, according to the fungus link and according to um, how to heal fungal uh, uh, fungus and parasites in human beings by Paul Check at the Check Institute, fungal infections create dysbiosis, um, IBS leaky gut is a fungal infection as far as what I learned in school. And I have a podcast built for you to make about that. What you can do about that as well. I got you. I'm trying to help you with all these things. So if when I'm working with a client with blood sugar issues and fungal infections, I make sure we get organic coffee. So if you're used to going to Starbucks, cool. But 
Try three days of drinking organic coffee and then go to Starbucks on the fourth day and tell me if you feel and taste the difference. I can guarantee the fact that you will. And I used to be a huge Starbucks guy because I used to go to Starbucks for two sixty four. I used to get a coffee, water, the bathroom code, and Wi-Fi. When I was broke, I spent two years, three years going to Starbucks as my office. So, look, I love Starbucks. It did a lot for me. So I'm not against it, but I'm saying you'll notice. And one step at a time, don't overwhelm yourself and try to do all this in one day. Okay. So the next thing we have to understand is controlling your blood sugar. So after we have the coffee, the coffee is going to help you control how much cortisol that you have spiked and how much blood sugar you're going to spike from the cortisol. And we're going to control all that. We're going to have a nice, smooth coffee ride. So instead of caffeine hitting your bloodstream in the next five minutes, getting this huge caffeine high and then this huge caffeine drop, we'll have more of a, a nice little smooth ride with the caffeine. Okay. Now breakfast, if we're going to eat this, if we're going to have breakfast, if, especially if you're a protein type, I got to make another podcast on metabolic typing, but with your protein, let me just make this clear. If you're someone that's, if you're correlating between the blood sugar issues and most of these issues, you're most likely going to fit the description for most of this advice. I'm, I'm pretending as if I'm talking to one avatar of a person, because this is the person that I usually see every day. So if you're fitting that description of my typical client, then you'll notice most of the stuff be beneficial to you. So breakfast, we want to make sure we're breakfast. Here's a good breakfast. Protein. A good amount of fat and a good amount is still, we don't want to go keto. We want protein. I'm just going to give you an example. Eggs, avocado, cup of blueberries. Simple as that. Okay, so some protein, some fat, and some fruit. Now, when I say fruit, I'm a person that I feel safer when a client is using fructose for energy rather than glucose for energy. Not to say glucose is bad, but I'm going to give you a, a referral right now, okay? And let me let me uh, put some references down here. I want you to look up a man named Ray, R-A-Y-P-P-A-T. Ray P is a biologist who helped thousands of people overcome their thyroid condition. And I studied his work and... The way he works is that you don't want super lean protein because what I tell you, lean protein, when you take, if we're in a wild, I'm, I'm telling you right now, if we find an animal, we're not peeling off all the little fat off the animal and only finding lean protein. It's not happening, especially if you're starving, right? Um, we're going to eat the fat that comes with the animal, okay? And usually protein is digested better when it's with, pro, um, with, with its natural fat. So the lies that we've come across in the 1970s for the benefit of processed carbohydrates and sugar are not true. I hate to break it to you, but they're not true. Okay. So remember when they told our parents in the 1970s that fat makes you fat and it's bad for you. So what we do, we got rid of all the saturated fat and then we started introducing something called trans fats. Oh, cool. And then what we learned 20 years after doing that is that, oh, trans fats are huge very toxic and hard on the body and now they're illegal to sell. So, but there's other little ways that we can throw some vegetable oils in there still. Um, 
And then you have, I was disappointed last year. One of the schools that I respect their research came out and say vegetable oils are healthy for you. I'm not going to get down that rabbit hole right now, but that is BS. Okay, so when the Ray Pete's work shows that when a person does eat, if we can support that person with some fructose, we save their body to have to produce its own glucose or own energy. Fructose is a, a source of energy. So the more stressed a person is and the more you support them with energy, the more likely they're not going to continue to be more stressed out. And fruit has fiber in it and fiber slows down the digest. I mean, slows down the matrix of insulin. Okay. So you don't want to be throwing down 17 apples a day. Okay. But with each meal, we do want to support you with some type of fructose. And my favorite fructose to go to for my clients that I've seen that work over and over and over again, is I tell them full, I mean, fill your refrigerator up with berries, strawberries, blueberries, raspberries. Another reason why I say to do that too is because remember, usually this client may have a fungal infection. The more stressed out a person is, the more stress cortisol suppresses immunity. Immunity can't keep up with the fungi. Fungi become a fungal infection. So the more you feed a fungus infection, the more you create stress because they release mycotoxins. I told you, I don't want to get too deep with it, but that's why I'll make these, I'm, I'm, I'm cutting these things up one by one to give it to you. Okay. So I say all that to say, starches can spike your blood sugar really high and then drop it. And then it spike your, which then spikes your insulin. So can lean protein. So I gave you eggs with the yolk. Why? Because that has a fat in it to slow down the digestion of that protein with the berries to assist with energy. But berries are very specifically blueberries and avocado. I gave you blueberries and avocado for your first meal. They're prebiotics. What is a prebiotic? Prebiotics are food for probiotics. The soluble fiber, which means that they feed the good bugs in your stomach. Ooh. So not only are we controlling your blood sugar, but we're also feeding the good guys in your stomach so they can support your digestion and your health. And the more good guys you have there, the more they can beat out the bad guys. Okay. So I'm looking for some type of protein, healthy fat, and um, some berries with each meal. Now you can look up Ray Pete and maybe you can get more information that can help you go. And in, in as far as help you with the situation, but I need to control your, your blood sugar with coffee, your food, breakfast, lunch, and especially dinner. Cause if you're not controlling your blood sugar before dinner, blood sugar will go up and then it will drop from one to four in the morning, which will leave you sweating in your sleep or peeing throughout the night or wide awake from one to four and can't go back to sleep, having trouble going to sleep, which then can make you wake up in the morning as if you got no sleep. And as if you've been, you know, wrestling with like a bear or something like that. So you go straight for a pot of coffee and then you're not a morning person. And then the more you do that, the more you switch your, your cycle. So you can be a person who has more energy at night and less energy in the morning, which means melatonin levels may be higher in the morning and cortisol levels may be higher at night when they're supposed to be reversed. But anytime you have blood sugar issues that drop when you're sleeping, I told you what happens melatonin levels, I mean, cortisol levels have to go up to produce, 
to keep up with the blood sugar so your blood sugar doesn't drop too much in hypo, um, hypoglycemia. So the cortisol, you have your body that creates its own blood sugar through the liver so you don't go un un unconscious. But when you do that, cortisol levels being high when you're supposed to be sleeping, cortisol is the opposite of melatonin, which then leaves you, instead of sleeping and resting, you're up or you're sleeping, but you ain't getting to deep sleep. So then when cortisol levels drop around seven to nine in the morning, the melatonin levels come up. And that's what, like I said, your cycle reversed. But each of us want our cortisol levels to be high in the mornings throughout the day. And then throughout the day, it lowers and the melatonin comes on for rest and digest. Okay. So control that before bed. And like I said, and respectfully, I'm going to make a podcast of the Be Great With Nate Diet. I'm just going to call it the Be Great When They Diet or the Inflammation Diet. There's a diet that I, I end up seeing that all my clients do pretty well on from thyroid problems to fungal infections to weight loss, all of it. I, I'm probably going to have to make a course out of it and, and show you the food examples as well. Okay, so control it. So what I'll say is for three days, try to control or try not substitute your starch vegetables with regular vegetables. Okay, so green leafy vegetables. And try to keep your starches very low if possible. And just eat fruit like berries instead. And tell me and see if you see a difference. So the rice, leave it alone for a little bit. The potatoes, the bread, leave it alone for a little bit. The pastas, leave it alone for a little bit. And notice, see if you notice a difference in your bowel movements, your weight, your skin, your energy, your sleep, and your mood. The next step that I'll have you do as a reminder, and it has to be a reminder all the time, is we need to know and remind you, we need to remind you what your dream is. Because none of this stuff that I'm telling you in any of these podcast episodes will ever be useful if you don't have a reason big enough to want to change for. So I have a whole podcast to figuring out your dream and how to make your dream a reality. Make sure you listen to that if you haven't. The next step is, that usually is the first step, by the way, but I put a second because I don't want to bore you. Toxins and dysbiosis, fungal infections. I will have to make a podcast on that. But if you know anything about, if you want to get a little deeper in that, look up Doug Kaufman. Doug Kaufman, the fungus link. It will blow your mind away. Okay. Then we'll go to hydration. So check your pee. Is your pee dark? Is your pee bubbly? Does your pee stink? Just being real, I noticed I had a client that has, I had a couple of clients that the pee was stinking very bad. And we were, we broke it down, broke it down, broke it down. Found out anytime they threw dairy in their caffeine, ooh, they got uh, UTIs. So as soon as we eliminated dairy, no more UTIs. It's a true story. By the way, if you have blood sugar issues, according to Richard Bernstein, he says the first step when someone is starting to have prediabetes is UTIs. Since you're not digesting the blood sugar very well, the sugar sits in the bladder in the process of being eliminated and the bacteria in the bladder have a feast and eat up that sugar, which creates UTIs. Richard Bernstein, Dr. Richard Bernstein. That's right. That's his opinion. I'm not saying that's a fact. I'm saying that's, he's been a doctor for 50 years <laughs> and he's a diabetic doctor. So um, that's what he, that's what he said. And then. Make sure that you increase your potassium and minerals. 
most people, it's easy to get salt in our diet. It's not easy to get potassium in our diet. But the more green leafy vegetables you eat, the more that you're eating the way that we suggested here, you're getting a little more. But I use a, a supplement from Dr. Berg. Um, if I remember, I'll put it in the description. Um, let me write that down, Dr. Berg. Yeah, I use I use a supplement. I take one scoop, and it gives you a thousand milligrams of uh, potassium. And then the last one is go for that high vibe walk. Move, move your emotions, your energy emotion. Slow your brain down. Thinking, thinking. A lot of us have stinking thinking. We ain't moving the body enough. And if we ain't moving the body, what tends to happen is all the energy and motion starts to create issues with the muscular system, the digestive system, but specifically at nighttime, your mind overthinking, over worrying, anxiety. The more you move your body, the more you can slow down your thoughts. And the more you slow down your thoughts, the more you can grab onto a thought and break it down and digest it. So inhale through your nose when you walk and breathe out of your mouth. Remember, listen to only positive music, positive podcast. And if somebody wants to walk with you, they're more than welcome to. But if they're negative, they got to go. Can't, can't have nobody negative. Respectfully, if somebody calls you, you'll call them back. This is your time. A lot of us, we get so caught up in everything that we don't even take time for ourselves, man. We got to take this time for ourselves. Go take care of yourself. The, the more you love yourself, the more you can help others. Okay. So controlling stress. I told you the main thing I see is that blood sugar. Starches. Control your starch intake. I'm, please just, just try it. Okay. Increase your protein and your fats with your, your fructose. Look up repeat. And then when it comes down to toxins and dysbiosis, I have a podcast. I think my next podcast is going to be about fungal infections, which are going to help you dramatically. It's going gonna, it's gonna to help you a lot because I have one. I have a deep fungal infection. If I eat the wrong way, that guy gets fired up and things go wrong. Okay. So I hope this podcast helped make you, um, help you make some connections here. I will also try to leave a link for the HPA and HPT axis. I'll have a couple links for that as well in the description. I also have the the, the workshop um, landing page in the in the link in the bio or in the description. Like I said, I only have two slots. Cool thing about it is that we have people flying in from all over the country to come to my hometown to come see me. So we have two people coming from New Mexico, San Antonio, Florida, Ohio, Maryland. I have like two, three people coming from New York City, which is awesome. And I think I have someone coming from Arizona. I could be wrong, but I'm excited to see you all. Thank you for listening to me today. I hope this podcast helps you. I have many more coming, so be ready. Thank you for tuning in today. I hope the show gave you valuable information. If you did, take a screenshot, post it on social media, like your Instagram story or someone on your social and tag me. I will definitely get back to you. I really appreciate the love. Or you can easily just leave a rating or a review if you have the time. You don't understand how much those little things right there help me push this show to get more people like you to listen. If you want more Be Great With Nate, you can head over to BeGreatWithNate.com and I'll meet you there. Until next time, peace.